Welcome to Fringe Spirit, Not Your Love and Light Podcast. Thank you for joining me for another episode as we dive into some of the most common spiritual blocks. So you want to connect with your spirit guides. You want to connect with your soul family. You want to connect with your higher self. Whatever the case may be, whoever you're looking to connect with, whatever, whatever beings you're looking to connect with, you feel blocked. Okay, so let's get into it. Some of the most common blocks. Number one, expectation. You have an expectation of what you think it will look, sound, feel like. Any of those, whatever you think it's going to look like, you've put it in a box, right? Maybe you know someone like someone like me who is very visual. And so you think you're going to all of a sudden just clairvoyantly see all these uh, visual images and that doesn't happen. And then you're like, oh, well, I guess it's not working for me or I guess I don't have that ability. Maybe you think you're going to actually hear voices. Telepathic communication is not hearing voices with your ears. Maybe you think it's going to feel a certain way or be super obvious. Whatever the case may be, whatever expectation that you have for what connecting spiritually will look and feel like, let go of them because they're only keeping you from connecting. Or you're already connecting and you just don't realize it because you are expecting it to be something else. It's going to come in so many different ways. It could come in the form of signs, in the, in the form of synchronicities, dreams, gut feelings, something that somebody else said to you. Maybe your spirit guides are talking to you through other people, right? Maybe ideas randomly pop into your head. Drop the expectation of what you think it should look like and you will be better for it. Be open, open to receiving, and pay attention with all of your senses. Next one, lack of trust. You don't trust yourself. You're receiving, but you're questioning it. You're questioning the gut feelings. You're questioning the random ideas or concepts that fall into your mind. You're questioning the visuals that you're getting. Did I make that up in my head? Am I imagining that? Is that my imagination? You're not making it up. The best thing you can do for yourself is to trust. Trust. Give yourself two weeks and decide, I'm going to trust every intuitive, channeled message. Anything that comes through. And instead of questioning it, just go with it. What's the worst that can happen? Truly. Write them all down and then go back to them a few weeks or a few months or even a year later. And you'll see that you are right. You have to trust yourself. If you do not trust yourself, it's not going to work. You're going to drop your vibration. The messages are going to stop coming through. If you do not trust, so think about it this way. If your spirit guides were saying something to you and you were trusting it, why would they keep telling you those things, right? You have to trust. Past life karma. Next block. 
If you have a quote-unquote witch wound lifetime, most of us have something along those lines. So what is the witch wound? The witch wound is a lifetime in the past where you were very connected. You were a witch. You were a healer. You were an oracle. You were a medium. You were a seer. You were something. You were a psychic. Whatever term that era put on somebody who used their metaphysical gifts in any sort of way. Someone who used their different clear senses instead of their human senses. Someone who worked with with energy. You, You were tapped in, you were connected, you believed, you trusted, and you did the things. And then something bad happened. Either you lost your friends and family, everyone disowned you, or you were jailed, or you were persecuted very commonly persecuted. And therefore, you have this built-in block that I am not safe to utilize my metaphysical gifts. And so as soon as you start to, your unconscious shuts it down because there's a fear and you do not feel safe. So finding those things finding this past life block. And that's just one example. There could be totally other examples of past life karmic blocks that could be preventing you from connecting, but you need to find those things and you need to clear them out. Next one, you're not listening. This kind of goes back to trust a little bit. You are receiving messages, but you're ignoring it. Whether you are not noticing or you are noticing, but it's not what you wanted to hear, and so you don't listen, right? Again, imagine that you were someone's spirit guide, and you were telling them, go, this is the path, this is the path, and you keep giving them the synchronicities every time they get closer and closer to that path. You could put a big billboard on that path that says, go here, and then the human sees that and says, nah, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to ignore those signs, and I'm going to go this way eventually the signs are going to stop coming because you're not listening or you will relentlessly continue to get the same signs and the same messages. Again, maybe your spirit guide was trying to guide you down path A because path A was in alignment with the contracts that you chose for yourself. For whatever reason, fear, self-doubt, whatever the case may be, you're refusing to go down path A. You go down path B and you're looking for guidance on step two of path B. But all of your messages continue to be, no, go path A. You're on the wrong path, path A, right? You're looking for the next step. They're not going to give you the next step until you listen to the first step, until you listen to the first message. If you are a card puller, you'll keep pulling the same card over and over and over again until you get the message. Until you pick up what they're putting down, you will continue to get the same message. Things happen in divine timing, and sometimes A needs to happen before B. And you can't just go to C without going through A and B. And you have to trust that there's a reason for it, and you need to listen to the messages. Next one, you're not grounded. We need that balance. We need to be grounded into our human experience, into the earth, into the physical, into the third dimension. We need to be grounded into this incarnation. We can't just live up here. So we need to make sure that we are grounded or you will have trouble receiving. 
next one, energetic hygiene, my favorite. Energetic hygiene. What is energetic hygiene? Energetic hygiene is the maintenance you do to your energetic body. It is the equivalent of how you take a bath or a shower. You wash your hair, you wash your hands, you brush your teeth, you clip your nails, you cut your hair, you maintain your physical body. Same way that you eat proper food, you hydrate, you get good sleep, you exercise. You don't just do all of those things once and then you're good. Same thing with our energy. We need to maintain our energetics. We need to be pulling cords on the regular. We need to be clearing out our chakras and energy centers on the regular. We need to be clearing out our aura. We need to be transmuting all of the energies. We are connected to one another, whether we like it or not. So you can do your healing And you can get to the root of all of your issues that are creating some low vibrational or stagnant energies within your body. But we still live in this world. We're still connected to everything. And through our day-to-day lives, we will still pick up some energies as we go about our days. You may pick up low vibrational energy from somebody else. You may have spirits cling to you because they know that you have the ability to open portals for them to send them on to the next phase of their journey. We need to do our energetic hygiene, our energetic maintenance. We need to clear out any little beings and critters and creatures and parasites and energies that cling to us and stick to us. We need to clear out hooks. We need to clear out cords. Okay? Because what happens when we are not doing that is our vibration is going to continuously dip. Again, even if you did your healing, even if you did all of the work, the energies that will stick to us, they're low vibrational, right? A lot of these low vibrational energies will cling to us and that affects our vibration. And the lower our vibration goes, the harder it is for us to connect with things of a higher vibration. So energetic hygiene. Next one, limiting beliefs. You don't believe that you can receive or that you just won't. You don't think you're worthy. You don't think you can do it. You don't think that you have the ability to do it. Whatever it is, you need to heal that programming that is telling you that you're not worthy, that you cannot do it, whatever the case is. Those self-limiting beliefs. Too many people say, oh, I'm just not gifted. I can't do that. I'm not psychic. We all can do all of these things. How we do them, how we receive information is always going to look different from one person to the next, but we can all do all of the things, which brings me to the next one, the comparing game. You're comparing yourself to other people. You have friends in the spiritual community. Some of them are so tapped in and they're super clairvoyant. And maybe that's not your strength. Maybe you just feel everything. Maybe you don't see. Maybe you feel. Maybe you hear. We need to not compare. Because again, that brings us back to that expectation, which we need to let go of. We need to not have the expectations. We need to not be comparing ourselves to others. 
We need to figure out and hone our natural skill set. If you can find your natural, strongest way of receiving and strengthen that, then you can start working on some of the other things that you want to, maybe maybe your strong suit is not clairvoyance and it's clairaudience, hearing. But you want to be able to see, right? Hone the, what you are already naturally good at and then start working in these other things to create that balance so that you're receiving from all of your centers. Next one, next block. You're not in alignment. You are going down the path of things that are just not what you've chosen for yourself. You're not going down a good path. You're not healing yourself. You're not learning and growing. You're self-destructive. You're not on the path that, that makes sense for you, for that you've chosen, right? It's not about right or wrong. It's about what you chose for yourself. Next one. And this isn't for everyone, but this is for some. You're not using ritual. I personally am not a ritualistic person, and I never will be. My form of ritual is looking in the mirror in the morning, putting on an oil, and saying an affirmation. <laughs> That's about it. My, my form of ritual is incorporating my energetic hygiene into my shower routine. That's it. However, some people thrive with using ritual. So what is ritual? Ritual doesn't mean that you're a witch, right? You can identify as whatever you like. Personally, I'm not a fan of identifiers because it puts you in a box and it creates an attachment to that identity. But ritual work does not mean this or that. Don't attach it to anything else. Rituals, in my perspective, is utilizing physical items and objects into your spiritual practice. The benefits of doing that are it grounds less tangible things, ideas, uh, manifestations, higher dimensional energies. It grounds it into our physical reality. Okay, so that's why things like crystals are great. You can use crystal grids, you can use candles, you can have a whole ritual of setting up XYZ, maybe you cleanse your space with some Palo Santo, maybe you set up your crystals or your candles with some oils and some herbs. It's all about the intention. It it essentially amplifies, it grounds your intention into the physical and it amplifies your intention. What comes with it is you have to believe. If you are using all of these things, but you don't believe that they do shit, they're not going to do shit. (laughs) It's about belief and intention. So if you have, you know, every time you go to meditate, you light some candles, you grab certain crystals, you listen to certain frequencies, that can be your ritual. And if that puts you in a space that you feel stronger and more ready to receive, then do that, right? If it boosts your confidence, do it. It doesn't matter what it is. Who cares, right? It doesn't have to be something that some guru told you works. If it makes you feel more confident and more comfortable, then do it. 
Next block, you are not addressing your childhood trauma. As children, oftentimes we come into this incarnation very aware, very tapped in. We are seeing things. We are hearing things. We are naturally doing energy work. Kids kids are magical, magical creatures. And if you have kids... You, I'm sure you can sense it. You can feel it. Their, imagina- their imaginations are on point. So much of what we do in this etheric realm is through what we have been told is just your imagination. Oh, that gives me chills. It's not just your imagination. Whatever you can visualize, you can use those visuals to do energy work to clear ener- to clear things to receive messages it's not just your imagination so if you were a child and you were very tapped in and what tends to happen is as a child you're tapped in right we've all heard the creepy stories of the kid who's talking to grandma who died last week or who you know, is having conversations with their imaginary friend, but it's a little bit further than just imaginary friend, right? Or they say things like, yeah, in my, in my last life, my mommy was blah, 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 right? And you're like, what do you mean? Like, I'm your only mom. No, these kids are tapped in. They're very tapped in until it gets shut down. So if you were a tapped in child and you said something to your mom or your dad or some other authority figure or even a friend and they said, you're making that up, it's your imagination, that's not real, or they were so freaked out and in such a place of fear that you started to feel and absorb their fear and then that fear You have an association between metaphysical work, using these other senses, connecting to spirit, right? You have an association between that and fear because someone else's fear you picked up as yours and you associated the two, right? Childhood. Almost everybody has some sort of a block in their childhood in one way or another. So these are just some of the most common that I find are blocking people. So if you're feeling like I want to connect and I'm having trouble, go through this list and, you know, see what applies to you. All right. Have a lovely day and I will talk to you next time. Bye.